Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Professional Appreciators Podcast. I am Andrew, and I am joined by my good friend, Evan. Great job. (laughs) On today's episode, we are asking the question, which is better, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? But before we get into any of that, we got to bring up the comment of the week. Ah, yes, the comment of the week. All right, so we both got roasted. I feel like I caught, I absolutely caught a stray on this one. You caught a stray, multiple stray bullets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, usually I don't like to list like the name of the user who commented. Unless it was Joe Rogan. Like Unless it was Joe ago. Rogan. Yeah. The uh, original Joe Rogan. The OG Joe Rogan. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, if you're going to take this type of shot at us, like you deserve having your uh, username out there. Right, right, right. So, uh, Geronimo Josephat. That's a on solid. YouTube. Yeah. That's a solid username. Yeah. On our it's very strong. On our last episode, Are There Too Many Comic Book Movies? Uh, Geronimo simply commented, I just hope everyone rightly regretted <laughs> their wardrobe choices here. <laughs> Period. <laughs> no LOL. No haha. <laughs> Jess, I hope everyone right, rightly regretted their wardrobe choices here. You know what I love about that comment? It's it's short and concise, which yep. is good. And it, it gets right to the point, but it doesn't just come right out and say, like, your wardrobe sucks. Yeah. It doesn't just come right out nope. and say that. It says, I hope that you rightly regret it. Rightly or regret it. Kind that of was the... the way he words it. Mm-hmm. like It's like it takes you on a journey. Yeah. Where when you see the word rightly as you're reading it, you're like, yeah. is this going to be encouraging? And then regret your wardrobe choice. Yeah. It just like takes you on a whole roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, there's a couple of things here. Like, let one... me just say, I was wearing black pants and like a sweatshirt, <laughs> and I, I, I personally feel as if I caught a stray on this yeah. one because my my boy over here. Yeah, we all know who actually was looking bad. He chose episode. shorts. Okay, so here's, and I even made a point before yeah. we left to come here to say, I'm changing into pants for this one. Yeah. And well, you know, give some context for our listeners. Okay, you know sure. what? Feel free to criticize us. That's fine. But just so you know. Yeah. Okay. I don't get home from work. Right. Until seven or a little later. Oh, the old I don't get home from I don't work. Get home from story. Work. I don't get home from the horseradish farm. <laughs> Shout out to our boy Danny. Yeah. Uh, I don't get home from work until like a little after seven. We, I go over to Evans at like eight o'clock. So I have mm-hmm. this tight 45 minute window to like get home, eat, change. Yeah. I didn't have any like clean pants, uh, pants like athletic pants, sweatpants or anything. Your knees were feeling the breeze that night. And all and I you had liked was what you like were feeling. a clean pair of shorts. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit around here and like really dig through. Like I got to go. Like I don't have time. Yeah. So I just put on some shorts they're comfy. I didn't, I did not think about it's it. Innocent. Yeah. I'm not thinking like, I'm not so vain. I'm like, how am I going to look? You know? Sure. Because, and what's weird about this is I know we broadcast this, but in the moment <laughs> when, like, when we're in this room, it just feels like we're hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to be comfortable. Sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. I want the leg hairs to feel the breeze. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, we're, we're both wearing pants tonight. Yeah. And, so, uh, so, you know, I tried a little harder. Like I'm still wearing like a, like a thin sweatshirt, comfortable shirt, yeah, and sweatpants. Yeah. But for those of you watching, I am sans beanie. That's right. Yeah. For like maybe the second time. Many people have not seen your full yeah. face and head. For some of our viewers who didn't know I was bald underneath, though, I'm sure they suspected. Yeah, probably. When, when uh, a man wears a beanie like 12 episodes in a row, yeah, that man's bald. There's something going on there's there. There's something going For on. For our audio listeners, they're even yeah. more surprised. They're you like, know, either either that man is bald or he has a Ratatouille situation going if, on. If there are people that only watch, uh, that only only, watch audio, <laughs> that only yeah. listen to the audio, we should preserve... Let's let's not talk much about yeah, what, what we, we look, look like, like because sometimes I will listen to someone a lot and then oh, go dude. and go and look at look up a picture of them to see what they look like That's and it crazy. ruins it. That's it good. always ruins it. Sometimes like my brain will reject not always, but 
sometimes my brain will always reject what they actually look like and still insist on what I imagined. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. I've done that before. Like radio shows that I've listened to like every morning mm-hmm. for a long time, like on my commute or something, I'll finally look up what they look like. And it, yeah. it's like, it ruins the radio show for yeah. me. Well, like I'm a big fan of Conan needs a friend. Yeah. And so uh, Matt Gorley. Oh, I don't know what he looks like, but Dude, I have a very for the longest time. I had no idea. And like the way Conan jokes about him and everything yeah. and like, his whole like thing yeah i pictured like this very specific type of person and yeah. it really fit the jokes conan made about him yeah. and like what i knew yeah. about his life yeah and then when they started posting videos and i saw him i was like damn like that's like a really good looking normal dude and that's <laughs> oh, not no. what i pictured yeah the gorley that i have in my head is like very nerdy yeah looking and i'm not ready to see what gorley looks yeah. like i'm no. just not actually i'm just not prepared yeah. for it so that that's always tough so for our strictly audio people who there's not a ton of you and there's not a ton of you that don't already know us in real life. Yeah. But do yourself a favor. Don't look us up. Don't look look us up. You don't need to see Evan's eye patch. (laughs) No. Okay. You don't need to see Andrew's arm sling. My arm sling. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've had a sling for uh, three years. The doctor just keeps insisting I have to keep wearing it. Keeps hurting that same arm. Yeah. I just keep getting into more and more scenarios yeah. where I'm like, oh man, dude, I, tomorrow I'm going to the doctor, I'm getting the sling off, and then I get into another accident. It's just, <laughs> it's just a, you come back with a bigger sling every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's turning into a hammock. It's a sling, but also I can sleep in it. Yeah, it's perfect like that. Oh man, oh dude, this is like the early days of the podcast where our bits just went on and on at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't like to put a limitation on our bits. You know, I. I've, I've done that in the past and I just feel like, you know, I always feel like there's yeah. something that could have been said that wasn't like for perfect example. Yeah. Last week. Oh, dude. I mean, we could have gone a lot further with. Do, do you do this when you re-listen to the podcast where you're like, oh, I could have made this type of joke here. Yes, I do. Yeah, and I, I play do. like, I play like the quarterback who's reviewing like the film, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I threw a pick there and I, I, yeah. I, he, that guy was open. I just feel like Eiffel Tower Man and Baguette <laughs> Boy could have been, could have yeah. been a much longer bit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, our video watchers missed out on that, on that yeah. bit for but the most But we got to give them. We got to give the audio people like something to reward them for listening to the full episode. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We don't, we got to reward those people. That's right. And they're, they're all over the globe. Like literally we got a couple people from all over the globe listening. Canada. Uh, yeah. The, the wild, it's the as wild far lands. away as Canada. Yeah. No, I think we have uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, I think Israel, there are some listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you talking uh, about that. I think that. there was some in Russia, so obviously Putin. I thought you said I thought you said there was one in Russia. I think there is just one in Russia. There's it, one. It's obviously Putin. It's like, that's so, that's so weird. Uh, there's yeah. one. I just, I like to imagine it's just one guy and in his room, it's like <laughs> the walls are just lined with Blu-rays yeah. of heat. <laughs> just like, different, all different people who understand. Yeah, and he just like is so passionate about movies and and TV, yeah. and this is like something, you know, where he feels like he's a part of something. You know, yeah. maybe he thinks that like because he's in a country where it's not appreciated, right? That people like us must be like so appre- like we're like the coolest people in America, probably. <laughs> And man, would he be let down to know man, that like... Would he be disappointed? He needs to definitely yeah. definitely not look us up. <laughs> we can't even get our significant others to listen to this podcast. <laughs> they listen to it sometimes. Yeah, and they definitely have notes. They have, they have to hear this all the time. Yeah. Unprompted. Just jumping into conversations. Yeah, they get free episodes that don't get recorded. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Exactly right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully our wardrobe choices are a little better yeah we'll see if how we you're do. an audio listener don't feel the need to look this up yeah and I see am. what we're wearing yeah you can't see my knees or my calves so i think already yeah. i'm doing much should we better. show what shoes we're wearing no i'm, I'm wearing some <laughs> i'm wearing like my i don't want to try too hard shoes you know just I like the you. easy to slip on i've got white nikes on that's all yeah. i'll give you you're i mean you're already beating me in the shoe game so yeah you know i have so much to lose if we showed off the shoes <laughs> Oh man. Okay, right. so you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. 
All right. Uh, off the bat, Evan. How is the you? thumbnail for this video going to be, is Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad? That's a horrible yeah. you know, well, depiction of what it could be. But yeah. is I don't it going to be that like Breaking Bad versus I Better Call Saul? I think that's kind of where I'm leaning thumbnail wise is like having both like Better Call Saul and the, you know, Jesse and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Walter in it, you know, which spoiler for the new season of they're coming back. Better Call Saul, but it is confirmed that they are going to be in the sixth season. I wonder of Better Call Saul. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's in, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to think like where and how that would happen, but yeah, me too. I don't know, man. Because like, and this is going to be something I want to say right off the bat is I am completely caught up on Better Call Saul, but since it's been like a couple years since season five aired, uh-huh. I'm a little rusty. Yeah. On everything that's happened. Well, I'm fresh up to the last episode yeah. of season three. So I have seen all of Breaking Bad several times. Uh, and I am I'm very late to the game on Better Call Saul. Dude, I've been telling you about kind this of, for years. Kind of on purpose, though. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes whenever I know there's going to be long waits, yeah, I just won't watch it until... Like, cause I know it's going to be there. So it's like, I would rather just kind of watch it all together in one, like, you know, big group of work. Uh, so I feel like I've positioned myself very well because the sixth season's about to start coming out on Monday and I'm on the last episode of season three. So if I watch at my current pace, there will be maybe three or four episodes of season six out by the time Mm -hmm. I start watching season six. Which I think is a good place to be. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Because I, 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 I have I a it. chance of being caught up on season six by the time that the last episode drops. You really do, yeah. It could be perfect timing. Yeah, so, that would be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in an interesting position where I'm caught up. I've seen it all, but it's been a couple years since I've watched an episode, yeah. really. Whereas you're very fresh on it, but yeah. only up to, like, Season end of season three. End yeah. of season three. So, I think yeah. I think together we like complete each other a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's basically everything yeah. in our lives. But basically, I think something that helps is this very question that I think we're going to go with, which is which show is better, Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad? Yeah, is something that I've been thinking about every single season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, and like I'm constantly. So j- j- just to update you, like. I'm just going to go ahead and show my cards. Show. I think Better Call Saul so far. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think Better Call Saul is the better show. Wow. Yeah, okay. And, and uh, I'll dive into all of that. And so every every time I, I start like a new season of it, yeah. I'm always like, why? I'm always like interrogating myself. Why do I like this show better? And I right. and remember when we were watching Breaking Bad, yeah. I would remember I would always complain to you and go like, "This is a great show, but like I can't stand Walter." Mm. And yeah. I think for me, this whole debate comes down to the protagonists. Yeah, I have something to say about this. Okay, um, I will say Better Call Saul is a more um, there is much more mystery in Better Call Saul because the conceit isn't like out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, like with Breaking Bad, the show is this man who has a family, who's like a good person, who's like up on hard times, yeah. who is literally doing the name of the show. He is Breaking Bad. Like he yeah. is going bad he's going down the dark path so you can count on walt really to make the decision that is morally gray or straight up just evil or bad Mm -hmm. or you know the wrong thing you can kind of count on walt to do that but the thing that's kind of interesting about better call saul is you don't really know what is going to happen they, they don't really give you enough hints in Better Call Saul to figure out what's going to happen before it happens. So uh, I'll give an example of this. I think a pivotal episode in the series, um, and having not watched the full series, 
I feel like up to the point that I've watched, this is like has been a very pivotal episode for the characters in the show. Uh, is the trial for Jimmy's basically right to continue to be a lawyer, right? Uh, because up until then, really every season has been kind of a cat and mouse game between Chuck and Jimmy, and it's been like. Chuck gets one, Jimmy gets one, Chuck gets one, Jimmy gets one. And Jimmy has this way of doing things that's kind of gray. And yep. Chuck kind of has this like black and white, like this is right, this is wrong, this is what the law is, this is what it isn't, and like straight down the line. So he, that's his style. And so I thought that the episode for Jimmy's trial was so interesting because I was like, I feel like they're kind of drawing a line in the sand here with whoever wins this kind of is the way that the show is going mm -hmm. and they hinted at that with his uh, con man friend with his pinky ring mm -hmm. that they hinted that like jimmy is gonna do things his own way yeah, he's he's always slipping jimmy yeah, yeah. so he's going to do things his own way um but this episode was the line in the sand of like will he be rewarded for it or will he be punished for it? Which I thought was a crazy thing for a show to do in the third season. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like to, to kind of like prolong that as long as it, as they did. And, and I don't know if that was their intention or not, or if I'm just reading too much into it, but that's kind of how I read that trial. I was like, this is like a hugely pivotal moment mm -hmm. in their relationship and like yeah. in what the show is saying like that the characters can get away with or what they can't get away with. Um, and I loved that. Like I was on the edge of my seat during that episode, just as much as I was for any breaking bad episode, yeah. like any, you know, crazy tense situation that Walt was growing, going through. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. And when it, so like I said, for me, it comes down to the protagonists. Yeah. And I love Breaking Bad. Like anyone who says Breaking Bad is a top five or like maybe the top best show of all time. I'm not going to really put up an argument. Yeah. But when I started watching Better Call Saul, I realized that I was more drawn to the the drama of the show because I find personally Jimmy to be a more tragic character. And you mm -hmm. know who gave me the vocabulary for it was Mike in an episode you were watching recently. Really? So the episode where Mike helps that nerdy guy selling the pharmaceuticals yeah, yeah. to Nacho. Yeah. He he goes, there are good bad guys and there are bad bad guys. Yeah. And Jimmy's arc in Better Call Saul is a good bad guy. Yeah. And what happens when you watch Breaking Bad is as the show unfolds, you realize this has always been Walt. Yeah. Walt has always been a bad bad guy. Yeah. And the cancer was just the uh, the the spark that lit the match to let him kind of unleash it. But that bitterness yeah. and that hubris was always there in him. It was always in him. It was always in there. Yeah. And then the more you watch Breaking Bad, the more you the more information you get, you the more you realize that oh, Walt had outs. He had outs. Oh yeah, yeah. And he didn't take them because he just needed an opportunity like this to arise where he could prove in a very hubris way that he could do this stuff. Yeah. And so I, I see Walter as like the show does this Ozymandias, this statuesque mm -hmm. great thing that is doomed to just be swallowed by time because th yeah. that was the whole metaphor with Ozymandias is like, yeah, you can you can have the hubris to build this empire to be this great man of legend, but it, it's all going to go away and you're going to be left with nothing. Right. And that's its own type of tragedy. Right. But I find it more compelling to watch Jimmy's type of tragedy, which is the tragedy of a guy who wants to do the right thing, but his environment failed him. Mm. And being like this Jacob and Esau tension between him and Chuck where, yeah. you know, Chuck is Esau. He's he's the firstborn. He he did everything right. Yeah. He's gonna inherit everything. And and Jimmy is the kind of the the guy who likes to trick people and take the shortcut. But yeah. when he does finally start to do things right, 
no one trusts him. He, he kind of gets failed. Yeah. And that is a more empathetic type of tragedy that w- when things happen in the show, like especially things between Chuck and Jimmy, it hurts so much more than anything yeah. that happened with Walt. Yeah. You just feel for Jimmy on a level mm-hmm. because, well, first of all, I think Jimmy's character is just more relatable. Like who, yeah. who hasn't had a moment where they just tried so hard to do the right thing yep. and just had it blow up in their face. Like everyone in life has felt that way at some point or another yep. with like either a big failure or a small failure, you know, you felt like you did the best you could, but it still wasn't enough. And that's just like, that pulls people in because everybody yeah. has felt that way at some point. And it does just break your heart whenever you see Jimmy and, and you see their childhood and like what they went through and like kind of how they grew up and how that relationship was growing up. And you kind of understand, you understand why Chuck is the way he is and you Mm -hmm. understand why Jimmy is the way he is, which is why it hurts so much for them. Like as an audience member, you, you care for Jimmy more, but you see Chuck's perspective a little bit Yeah, because I was doing the math man hard before that trial. And I was like, who's right? Because Jimmy did something illegal. He did technically the wrong thing. But Chuck, you know, technically he didn't do anything wrong necessarily, but relationally it's a betrayal. Yeah. But so, but before Jimmy could have done that, if Chuck would have just been more accepting of Jimmy's newfound kind of like, take on life yeah like in season one and two yeah jimmy never would have had to have done that yeah like if chuck would have and again anyone watching mild spoilers mild spoilers but uh yeah they're gonna be spoilers in this episode if if chuck if chuck would have been more accepting to let jimmy come into uh um what's the law firm hamlin hamlin mcgill hamlin hamlin mcgill (laughs) if he would have been more accepting of that yeah jimmy wouldn't have had to like resort back to his kind of like taking the shortcut ways yeah and, and that's like the toughest part about the trial thing. And I don't know if you remember this, what he did to be in the trial, but he basically forged documents for like a big company that right. Hamlin, 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 Hamlin McGill kept after Kim Wexler left the firm. And she was going to take this big uh, bank that she scored for Hamlin, Hamlin McGill with her. And that was going to like keep her afloat basically. Right. But Chuck pretty much convinced them to stay with Hamlin, Hamlin McGill messing with Kim, like messing Kim's whole thing up. And so then Jimmy went in, forged the documents, made Chuck look like a fool. And then, and then Chuck recorded him without him knowing gambling. The fact that Ernie would hear it, he'd play it for Ernie accidentally and then Ernie would tell Jimmy and yep. Jimmy would break into his house and then yeah, he could sue him. That's right. So so it was like this whole like cat and mouse game. But uh yeah, I forgot where I was going with that kind of. But I think that they play this game between like what is morally wrong and what's relationally a betrayal because Jimmy feels betrayed by Chuck and he feels the need to somehow show Chuck how he feels. And, uh, Chuck is motivated purely by the law, like the rule of law. Well, but not really. I don't think, I think Chuck is also motivated by a little bit of jealousy of Jimmy Mm -hmm. and, um, and kind of a righteousness, uh, a self-righteousness of like, like you shouldn't be allowed to be called a lawyer because I am a lawyer. Yeah. And you and I have nothing in common. Yeah, and Chuck has that very like boomer like, like I had to work for my college education, so yeah. everyone else has to too. Yeah. You know but what I mean? think I also think Chuck though is a little jealous of Jimmy. Yeah, that like Jimmy's social you skills have, and yeah, everyone loves you, mm-hmm. and you don't even. If it seems like you don't even have to try, and you like they don't know you like I do though. So like I, you know. They all love you, but they don't know that you're slipping Jimmy or, you know, it's all good, man, you know, or, you know, whatever that is. So he feels like he has this solid ground to kind of stand on to judge Jimmy. But he really is kind of jealous, I think, of his ability to to turn anything into 
a situation that's his benefit. Uh, but so that's kind of like the only weapon he has against Jimmy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that not that breaking bad doesn't examine like morality, yeah. but at least when it comes to the, the character of Walter, yeah, it's not really interrogating like his moral compass because it's just, it's just so obvious once you get in a couple seasons in that like yeah. Walter is just going to take the path that gives him the most power and gives him the most ability to like to chase his hubris yeah. and to prove that he can be, you know, Heisenberg. Yeah. Whereas with with Jimmy, like he is constantly trying to get back onto the right track. Yeah. But again, like I said, like everything around him sometimes fails him mm-hmm. and it pushes him into these areas where he makes these moral things where like he did the wrong thing in service of the right thing. Right. Whereas Walter does the wrong thing in service of only himself. Yeah. And he tries to lie to himself that he's doing this to protect his family, but it's so obvious to everyone. That's not true. Yeah. But it is true in Jimmy's case that he is actually trying to do the right thing. He's, he's trying to help the elderly, uh, his elderly customers, clients, his clients. And he's trying to help Kim Yeah, and he's trying to help Hamlet, Hamlet McGill, but he does the slightly wrong thing. He really is trying to help Chuck too. Yeah. At the end of the day, after everything Chuck has done to him, he really is trying to help Chuck still um, and make sure that he's okay. And the only reason why he's in this mess, the mess that he finds himself in season three in the first place, is because he was trying to help Chuck, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Better Call Saul has more of a underdog quality to it that's yeah. really endearing. Yeah. But uh, maybe to not pummel Breaking Bad so much... Uh, yeah, I don't mean to be pummeling Breaking Bad. No, I'm no, just, no. I'm just fresh on yeah. Better Call Saul, so I'm like, I've been thinking all these things okay. about well, it. Let me throw this at you, as someone who's in the middle of Better Call Saul. Yeah, it is a widely praised show, but there is a contingent online that kind of thinks it's a little bit more slower paced mm-hmm. than Breaking Bad and uh, a little bit more boring. What What would you? What's your take on that? I would say that in the the early seasons. Uh, well, I mean, early, I say early seasons, but like season one, uh, the direction kind of wasn't as clear as mm-hmm. Breaking Bad's direction was. Yep. You kind of couldn't see at like, okay, so at the end of the season, we have this that, that we're working towards. Breaking Bad, it was kind of unique because it was very clear what the goal was. Yeah. The whole story is inherent in the premise. Yeah. It's get money before I die. Yep. For my family. Do whatever it takes yeah. to get money before I die. Yeah. And so, at, like, from episode one on Breaking Bad, you're like, man, I want this guy to be able to, like, get this done. Like, I want him to be able to do it. You know, I want him to be able to overcome these obstacles. So every episode you're watching, like, come on, Walt. Like, you can, like, come on. Yes. Like, you did it. Like, keep going. Keep going. Whereas Better Call Saul is a little more... The game you don't know what that end goal is, is yet. It's yeah. they, they, they play very close to the chess because they have been playing, uh, they have been playing scenes of Jimmy working at Cinnabon oh, yeah. for three seasons. Yeah. Those are always great to start the season. They are, but it yeah. is very much like, okay, so we still don't know Those why he's delicious. here. What he's, yeah, yeah. Like what he's doing. How he got there? Is this after Breaking Bad? Is it before Breaking Bad? Like, where does this fall? So it's you. You still really don't have that like end goal in mind. Whereas Breaking Bad, I think, did a much better job of having that immediate motivation that kind of yeah. pulled you in. And it was it was a little more air quotes, like uh, maybe not air quotes needed, but uh, it was just more exciting on a surface level, where yeah. it's like. There's action. There's like true tension of like, is someone going to die in this episode? I I very rarely will turn on an episode of... <laughs> actually, I don't think I've turned on an episode of Better Call Saul where I've been like, who's going to die this episode? I really don't know what's right. going to happen. It it's It is more of a drama in the sense that it's a, like a relational drama because yeah. like most of the tension around at least the first three seasons is played around Kim, Jimmy and Chuck's drama with each other and uh, Hamlin, yeah. the other guy. 
Uh, yeah, Ham. One of the Hamlins. <laughs> what's his yeah. hint? What's his We're first very name? professional. What's his first name? I can't remember. We'll we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. But uh flash it on the screen. Yeah. Here's his name. Um no, but uh yeah, most of the drama is like relational. And it is like some of the big reveals in the seasons that I've watched have been relational reveals where it's like that revelation at the end of season one where it was Chuck keeping uh, keeping Jimmy out of the firm yeah. the whole time. And like, as an audience member, y- you've had the wrong villain in your head for 10 episodes. Yeah. That was, and great, yeah, it, it just plays with you in ways that breaking bad does. I'm not sure that it, I don't know if it's fair to say like one is necessarily better than the other because they are extremely different in what they're trying to do. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, Exactly what you're saying is Breaking Bad had more of that that wider populist appeal where yeah. everything that happens in Breaking Bad is like dire stakes. Yeah. Like especially with the, life or death. Yeah. yeah. There, there is a cartel presence in Better Call Saul, but wisely they keep it to like the cursory kind of edges. Yeah. Whereas in Breaking Bad, like every interaction Walter has, like he, someone could kill him and people are constantly dying and it has that yeah. more that more higher like stakes. Yeah. Whereas better call. Saul, like you said, is a little bit more interpersonal drama. Yeah. Uh, and so they have different approaches there. And so like, I, I think when the dust settles, breaking bad will always be the more popular show. Yeah. Because it just has the higher stakes. Yeah. And that's great. But I, I think better call Saul. And part of it is that uh, Vince Gilligan and his team had just, finished five years of perfecting their craft yeah and they got to take that to better call saul yeah so like they do all the really subtle stuff so well on better call saul and it's because they had five years to build up those muscles and they did it really well in breaking bad yeah but in better call saul it's like they don't another level they don't need yeah the the yeah you know, higher stakes really yeah the, the life or death stakes yeah the stuff that they come up with in that show man just continues to like the writing and the storytelling mm-hmm. in these episodes is just so good man it's really really good and uh yeah i i don't it uh i one of the reasons why i didn't watch better call saul immediately after breaking pad because it was like a year, I think, went by, and then the first season of Better Call Saul came out. I actually was Breaking just Bad. listening to an interview. Like, th- they started on Better Call Saul. Um, Vince Gilligan said they finished like a sound mix of the final episode of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and like finished an edit. And then, like, they turned that in and they immediately started writing Better Call Saul. Wow. Like, like started, like, it was that quick of a turnaround. Yeah. Well, I, I like held off watching it because the feel of the show looked like it was going to be so different. And I like, I liked breaking bad so much. Mm -hmm. I was not like, it's like I, it's like my brain wasn't ready to Mm -hmm. experience the like difference in tone. Cause it seemed like so tonally different. That pilot was very tonally different, but it eventually catches up to it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, uh, I just think that, if you are, if you've watched Breaking Bad and you're going in and you're considering watching Better Call Saul, go in with like fresh eyes and try to be like, okay, so I'm watching a new show. Like this isn't Breaking Bad number two. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different show. Like it, it really is. Like it's not meant to be a continuation of Breaking Bad yeah. or a continuation of even the feeling that Breaking Bad conjured up because I... I get a completely different feeling watching Better Call Saul than I do Breaking Bad. Yep. It's just it it works different muscles than Breaking Bad did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because though Better Call Saul is obviously a prequel and they do such a great job like tying things together, but honestly, someone who'd never seen Breaking Bad could watch Better Call Saul and be completely fine. In the as someone in the middle of Breaking Bad uh, in the middle of Better Call Saul, I forget like all the time that this is a prequel to breaking bad because i'm just in better call saul it's its own world well because that's kind of this whole backstory 
wasn't inherent in, in Breaking Bad. No. So like we didn't know his name was Jimmy McGill. We didn't know about him and his brother. We didn't know yeah. about any of this stuff. So like it, it really is just as new to a fan of Breaking Bad than it is to someone who hasn't seen yep. either. Yeah. Um, And yet it's so good. And, and you're right. When it comes down to it, like we're putting this title together because it's just catchier, but they are a little hard to compare because they're, they share the same universe, but they are approaching their stories with different dramatic purposes. Yeah. But I, I think one thing is better call Saul and this could just be recency bias. It really could. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to rewatch breaking bad. Yeah. But I think as a whole, Better Call Saul is directed a little better, in my opinion, as a whole. Like, there are standout episodes in Breaking Bad, like the Ryan Johnson-directed episodes of, like, The the Fly Mm -hmm. and Ozymandias, and there's some great directed episodes all throughout. But, like, when it comes to, like, Vince Gilligan himself, Mm -hmm. I think he's a better director now in Better Call Saul than he was when Breaking Bad happened. Sure, yeah his contributions are so good because yeah. he has more of that, that practice as yeah. a director. Sure. And I'm always so impressed with what better call Saul is doing visually, like all the, all the visual, um, motifs of like constantly splitting Jimmy. Yeah. Like there are all these shots of like cutting him off in the frame or they'll have him like arguing with someone and like you, they'll put his reflection in the frame. So it looks like he's like arguing with himself. Yeah. Or there's a shot, and I don't think it's the season you got to, but in like season five, there's this really great shot where they they have uh, they have Jimmy peering around the corner, and but the 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 marble wall is reflective, yeah. so like you get his face here, and then you get his like reflection, and it like squishes his face, yeah, and it like like makes them like a split. It, yeah. It's just so clever and they did stuff like that in breaking bad but it it stands out more in better call Saul. there have been some awesome stuff like that uh for mike too yeah in the early seasons of like there's there's one uh shot where mike is using the tracker and it's in the middle of the road and he's tracked it out there and he parks and they're shooting from like the bottom of a hill and Mm -hmm. he's at the top and you see him get out of the car but it's like only his head and it's like he's like coming out of the road and it's just like yeah. there have been some really really cool yeah. shots with it, mike in particular i remember them with mike in particular like in the desert yeah like a and couple it, times again it could just be recency bias but i feel like from my memory breaking bad for m- most of the show didn't have like those like really just like take your breath away visual storytelling devices they definitely it definitely did later on later in, on yeah. in this in the series um one in particular i remember is whenever he smashes like the paper towel holder and then looks at himself mm. in the paper towel holder yeah. that he just like smashed and uh, i can't remember what happened before then but it was like a pivotal thing as if to like yeah you know just yeah. further kind of give that message of like yeah. breaking like and again he's breaking i'm know? not saying breaking bad was not well directed no, no, every no. episode was well directed it's just i feel like in better call saul there's like that little extra flavor throughout i would argue for breaking bad a little bit that like i think that it's a little bit um it depends on what you want from a show i think it is slightly more entertaining from the beginning of the series yeah just because it feels more action-packed but i will say the main critique i've heard from people watching breaking bad is they'll say it's just so dark and heavy Mm. and like it it's hard to watch because it's just so like tough you know because it's so sad that's true and that's the main critique i hear about it which for me i'm like (laughs) okay wow I, I just don't relate, but yeah. in that, like thinking about that critique, Better Call Saul is completely opposite of that for the most part. Cause Jimmy, like his character is this like kind of loves life and more, like, a little more you optimistic, know, yeah. more optimistic and just kind of whatever situation we're in, we're going to figure out a way to get out of it yeah. and it's going to be okay. And well, you know, he's just inherently a funnier character yeah. Yeah. and it's just lighter in that way where it's not like. 
yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> so I have to help my family. Yeah. But I have to break the law. Yeah. And I have to kill people. Yeah, Jimmy now. Jimmy hasn't uh killed anyone's girlfriend. And my with best a, friend is a drug with addict. a with a drug overdose. No. That was kinda hard no. to get on Walter's side after that. <laughs> it was like he, Yeah. It yeah. was a little hard to root for it was him. A after little that. tough to root for yeah. him after that one. Yeah. It was a little just a little <laughs> because, bit. <laughs> yeah, because like our sick brains, like the way the show is written, it just makes you root for the ant it's like the anti hero kind yeah. of like I want him to make the money for his family and, you know, for them to be okay and for him to like reach his goal. And so like the more bad stuff he does, you're kind of like, well, that, well, that yeah. guy that he killed was like a drug dealer. You know, he was hurting people. Yeah, you're like arguing against someone's innate you humanity. Know, and then you're <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah. And you, you just keep making excuses for him. And then it's like that scene happens and you're like, well, she was, you know, like well, kind of taking yeah. Jesse down a dark, dark path uh, maybe i don't know like, and then you're like no i don't think i can yeah, I, don't I don't know if i can argue for this i don't know how many hail marys can uh, can bring him back from yeah. that yeah uh yeah that's the thing is like jimmy really hasn't done anything that bad no even though, like he does no keep like bending i the will rules, say jesse's girlfriend was getting him hooked on drugs oh my again God, get out of here get out of here get out of here oh man uh, oh well, actually, the the most messed up character in this Breaking Bad universe is um, uh, Jesse Plemons's character. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Pinkman. No. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Pfft, I'm sorry. I didn't even make I the connection all, that there was the Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, I got all mixed up. Um, yeah, I don't know what his character's name is, but he is like he's messed up, man. Is he in El Camino? Yeah, he's in El Camino. He is in El Camino. Yeah. El Camino's good. That's solid. El Camino I is feel solid. like a lot of Breaking Bad fans have not seen El Camino. It's really solid. It's really solid. Yeah. I, I feel like it's... If you are a Breaking Bad fan that's been putting off watching El Camino, has forgotten about it, yeah. go check it out. It's, I, I, it's good. I think the only problem with El Camino is like because of like the nature of when it takes place, Yeah, like it can only go... <laughs> A certain route yeah and so it can only be this quieter, it's limited in what it can do yeah it, it can only be this quieter kind of like man on the run movie yeah and like you're constantly expecting like the dramatic thrilling highs of breaking bad and like it, it it just can't go that way yeah and so like if you go in knowing okay this is just man on the run i'm just gonna get a little bit extra of jesse's storyline yeah and that's all it needs to be like it, it actually is really good it it I think it's a it's a really solid way of just kind of buttoning some things up yeah. that fans would want buttoned up. Yeah. You know. And it's really but well directed too. It is. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's like for it's not long. It's like an yeah. hour and a half maybe. Yeah. And uh it's just like just a really enjoyable kind of quick watch. But we digress. We do digress. <laughs> but we do digress, mate. Oh man. Uh no, I, I think <clears throat> for me personally, I just don't like the questions of like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite scene? What's yeah. your this? What's the better show? It's well, like, well, unfortunately, it's... Evan, those are the only titles that work on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't think those questions like serve the, you know, yeah. a very good purpose. I, I think it's a great way to get a conversation going, obviously, but I just, me personally, I like both shows so much. I don't want to say one is better than the other because yeah. it's it's all so subjective. But um, yeah, for me right now, I don't have that feeling yet about Better Call Saul that I do about Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll have to hold off and, and watch the rest of the show and then see how I feel. But I think Breaking Bad maybe just would barely edge it out at this point for me. Um but yeah. I mean, that being said, I think Better Call Saul is a more relatable show. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. Again, I think for me, it comes down to Better Call Saul solves the only problem I had with Breaking Bad, mm. which was after a certain point, like I just did not care what happened to Walter. Like, yeah. like when he got his just desserts, like yeah. it didn't feel like conflicting or tragic. It just felt like, yeah, man, like you really deserve that whereas felt with, like this was coming yeah yeah so like after a certain point like the tragedy almost became just like 
I'd really, I, I didn't feel that like that conflict that you should in tragedy with Walter. Yeah. Whereas with Jimmy, every step of the way, like the ending of season five, I don't want to spoil it for you, yeah. but like where Jimmy's going, like I, I just feel that pain because I don't want Jimmy to go there. Yeah. And I care so much more for Jimmy than yeah. I ever did for Walter. So for me, that is more important like yeah. that's what I want in a show. So like that edges out Breaking Bad ever so slightly, even though I acknowledge Breaking Bad is probably better paced. It's more entertaining as a whole. Sure. Um, but for me, like, yeah, I got to give the edge to, to Better Call Saul because it, it solves the one problem I had with Breaking Bad. I might feel that way, uh, you know, at some point here mm-hmm. in the next two seasons. I may I may come around. But, and uh, we get so much more of our boy Mike. Dude, like, come on, Mike. We're getting some quality Mike time dude. in this show, man. man he's it's, so good. And it is great. It is great to have a little more Mike in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. I missed Mike and his his genius schemes. And the way they flesh out his story too is great. Like there's yeah. there's a episode pretty much all dedicated to Mike and where he came from Mike and how he and got there. Mike and his son and his uh, d- uh, daughter-in-law. that's probably that one. That episode is amazing. That's probably the most emotionally resonant scene that ha- that I've seen in the show so far is when he's sitting down with his son's ex-wife, his son's widow, mm-hmm. and saying basically like, basically breaking down and being like, I think I'm to blame. I think it's me. I think he held me up to this unrealistic standard Mm -hmm. that I never lived up to. And he found out and that killed him like that is what got him killed. I, I, and I, that was just heart. Like that was tragic. Like that was heartbreaking. That was probably a, that was a really emotionally resonant scene for me to watch. But coming back to what you were saying about Jimmy and his character kind of being so tragic at times, I feel like almost it's weird because there have been times where I'm really feeling for Jimmy in the show and it's almost like Jimmy still doesn't realize his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the example I'm thinking of is whenever he's in the insurance agency for his uh, practice. Cause he's having to like, he's trying to get his money back cause he paid for like a whole year of insurance of uh, mm-hmm. malpractice insurance. And they're basically like, we can't give you your money back. And so he goes like, he's like, my brother's sick. And like, he, he just, he starts like breaking down in tears, like talking about all this stuff. And it takes you for a moment. You're like, oh, is he feeling this right now for like the first time? And then you realize he's scheming again. And you're like, oh man, like, yeah, I was feeling for him. And then, yeah, there are times he lets you down, like in a way that hurts where you're like, yeah, you're like Jimmy, man. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like sometimes we'll be feeling it for Jimmy in a way mm-hmm. and he won't be, you yeah. know, and it's almost like he's the last to know kind of, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, it comes down to like, he does keep getting further and further away from like the straight line. Yeah. But again, like you, you know, there is, there was that possibility in him. Whereas yeah. with Walter, you eventually, the big reveal with Walter is like, there never was a good path. Like this situation with his cancer enabled him to fully pursue his hubris. And like, mm. he was always this person. Yeah, He always wanted to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. He always wanted like power yeah. and prestige. And like, that's the rug that gets pulled out of you as a viewer with Breaking Bad is like, oh, like this isn't a man who like has to, fight and claw to make his family survive like there were other ways yeah and you chose this because there's something inherently prideful about you worth yeah. with jimmy he does eventually let you down but like you knew there was that opportunity somewhere and you lost like that might have been scenario and yeah so it just it stings a little bit more yeah but, but i mean both great shows and, oh yeah dude vince gilligan and team like the fact that they, back Man. to back he Dude. made shows this good. What is he going to do next? It's well, like, oh, that's what I want to ask you. Okay, yeah. so with Better Call Saul coming to an end, mm-hmm. do you want to see another aspect of this universe? Like, are, are, are you, do you see any possibility that they could do another side character or explore stories in this universe again? Or are you kind of like, Better Call Saul wraps a bow on it? 
That's a tough question. I I personally felt like Better Call Saul never needed to happen. Right. And initially, now after watching Better Call Saul, I'm I can't imagine it not like you know coming to a yeah. conclusion because now I need to know. But I would I would be it's at the point now with Vince Gilligan and team that if they want to write another side character or side story in this universe, I don't know who they would do. I mean, Mike, a young Mike or something like young, that. Oh, call it young Mike. Young Mike. Like young Sheldon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, he's just as bald. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, could they go that route? Sure. Or they could do a Jesse, something with, uh, Jesse like or, even post El Camino yeah something like that and uh, and here's the thing all those things hit my ears mm-hmm. and I kind of go yeah but here's what I know if Vince Gilligan decided yep. he wanted to do it he would write the crap out of that I was show. gonna say like like I just have yeah. a trust in him now that like I'll just watch it like if he's writing it and creating it I'll mm-hmm. just watch it like you know I owe him that much because yep. because I've gotten two, you know, ten, 11 seasons of television mm-hmm. that I've loved, you know, from uh, and I haven't watched the rest of this, but I'm sure I'm going to like it right. um, that I've loved and a movie. And it's just like if he wants to continue on with it, I don't think he will. I think, you know, 10 or 11 years in the same universe is probably would be enough for anybody. Yeah, but, you, hear, you hear that, Kevin Feige? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, if he decided to do it, I would be watching it a hundred percent. Um, if he doesn't, I would be really excited to see what he'll right. I mean, take on next. Look, if the only way he can get another show greenlit is to like have the breaking bad connection to it. No way. Dude, I don't, nowadays, man, like it's, yeah. I think on, well, you know what, on TV, it's a little bit easier to pitch like a like a a totally non IP type show where like yeah. it's totally new. But I just think nowadays it's really hard to get stuff made if it's not connected to something people already know about. And so if for some reason sure. like that's the only way he can do it, especially on AMC, yeah. I trust him. And sure. I, I know Well I think AMC is gonna wanna do something with him. Yeah. Again. Even it, I, I think what's likely is AMC will want another Breaking Bad show hmm. and he might just like executive produce, put his yeah, name on it. Maybe so. And, but here's the thing, like I was just listening to an interview with uh, Vince Gilligan and some of the other writers about how like they would joke in like the early seasons of Breaking Bad, like anytime someone came up with an idea that was too silly, yeah. they would go, oh, let's just save that for the Saul Goodman spinoff show. Like for a long time, the idea of like a Saul Goodman show was like a joke. Wow. And then like when the idea around it happened, they were like, they were like, yeah, like he was supposed to just be like this, like, you know, kind of like two dimensional character. Right. It's kind of like kind of a slimy lawyer, sleazy lawyer who who takes on these like easy to win cases and stuff like that. People loved him. And they found a way to make him compelling. And it's like, so I trust them to use any character they want. Yeah. And whether it's like, I don't know what's going to happen to Kim Wexler. Yeah. Because she's obviously not, we, we don't know where she is in Breaking Bad. I guess a young Chuck would so be like, interesting. Like a, a young Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Everything young, young Chuck. <laughs> young Chuck. Young yeah. Mike. Yeah. Young Kim. Uh, they, they obviously can't call it Chuck because that no. was a show. Yeah. Or if it's like a Kim Wexler <laughs> post Better Call Saul or if it's a, a, a Mike or... Uh, maybe they do something like a spinoff with like an, a, a young Nacho. Yeah. Or young Gus Fring. Yeah. Frank, or Frang. What is it? He's Fring. Uh, he's an awesome character. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. That would be a cool thing. Cause he just is like, I watching the show now makes me so glad that we're getting more of him mm-hmm. because you viewed him almost as a villain more in breaking bad. But the the relationship that Mike and him have makes the relationship that Mike and Fring have 
in Breaking Bad makes so much sense now that you're kind of watching that kind of relationship start yeah. in Better well, Call Saul. So it's it's so interesting to see him kind of be pushed around by um, the guy who rings the bell. Yeah, I can't Salamanca. His name. Yeah, Salamanca. Because when you when you see Freeing and Breaking Bad, like he is a more imposing figure, whereas in yeah. Better Call Saul, you see him kind of get pushed around a bit. Yeah, and that's a really interesting switch. Yeah, um, so that's fun. Yeah, it is. No, I'm not sure what I would want to see, but I trust Vince Gilligan. Um, I think that the more I think about it, I think a uh, a Jesse Pinkman thing could be interesting. I don't know if they. Yeah kind of said what they wanted to say with El Camino or not. Um, yeah. Kind of said all they wanted to say. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They could do uh, Walt's son, Walt Jr. Walt Jr. Dude, yes, just call it Walt Jr. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean. I don't know. I trust Vince Gilligan. Uh, yeah, That's I trust him. I don't know to. if I could pick out, you know, what they would do next. But. I mean, at this point, honestly, whatever he does, I'll be fascinated to see what it what, what it is. So, yeah. No, yeah. a workplace comedy that takes place at El Pollo Hermanos. Yeah. And it's just like it's like the office. It's just the workers. Yeah, it's there, just the workers. Yeah. And like, and it's just like a normal workplace comedy. And then every once in a while, you get like the the drug trafficking just like break into the show. Yeah. And it becomes like dead serious, and then yeah. it goes back to being like a wacky well, comedy. You know what? In um. In one of the episodes I watched recently, Fring goes into like whenever he opened his first restaurant and uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but it's in Mexico mm-hmm. and how the cartel came in and wanted basically payment. And so he tells that story kind of. Right. And and so, you know, there that could be a fascinating place to take the show potentially but do you want to you know with vince gill vince gilligan do you want to write five or six more seasons of television you know in the same universe that's up to him i uh i'm satisfied either way you know i don't feel like i'm left wanting more of the universe but if there is more i'm gonna munch down on it you know all right there you go (laughs) Um, okay, so how about uh, just like final thoughts on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Yeah, uh, I mean, my final thoughts on Better Call Saul are a little incomplete, but... Uh, well, as are everybody's. Yeah, from our discussion, I would say, yeah, I would say um, my my takeaway and kind of having this conversation is Better Call Saul is a different uh, show than Breaking Bad. Um you could watch them separately and get just as much from them. They, the one doesn't mm-hmm. rely on the other. One doesn't hold the other up. Uh, they both work, you know, alone. And I'll say that they're just very different shows. Yeah. Well, but real I would quick, say how rare is it that a prequel can stand on its own? Yeah, definitely. That, that without, is the without callbacks to the hit show, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that is a huge achievement. And I think that, um, Better Call Saul focuses much more on that interpersonal relationship aspect of it. Uh, it di- it dives a little deeper into like kind of what's going on under the surface of those relationships and the subtext of, of uh, just where does jealousy come from? Where does this like uh, family conflict come from? Like where does it start and how does it resolve? And uh, Breaking Bad is really a show about one man's battle with himself and, and you know what you're willing to do to, to prove to yourself that you're worthy or, um, you know, uh, or that you, you, you know, are who you see yourself as or who you want the world to see you as. So I just think there are shows that deal with there, they are in the same universe, but they deal with two completely separate, and different ideas yeah because the the protagonists are so different from one another um so yeah i i would say my final thought is just that that you know we don't have to pit them against each other they're so different but uh they're both great and um 
yeah. say say important things about um about relationships and kind of how we see ourselves yeah yeah for me like i've already said um i think it just comes down to our protagonists mm-hmm. and i i think as time goes on I'll, I'll always find jimmy more compelling and more tragic because breaking bad is is a tragedy of hubris and of pride and i feel like better call saul is a, is a tragedy of maybe not innocence but like the loss of potential mm. Yeah, and I, I just find that a little bit more compelling. The idea of this guy who has promise, has potential, and gives up on it and loses it, as opposed to the the turn in Breaking Bad of just like the tragedy of like pride and hubris and how that amounts to just nothing in the end. Yeah, uh, both great on their own merits, um, but just personally, I, I uh, am affected more by Jimmy's tragedy yeah and and you know like i'm gonna be really sad when better call Saul's over because like that ends like however many straight years of like this breaking bad world yeah and uh it's crazy to think that like since i was in high school yeah I've, I've had these great breaking bad like stories in my life yeah and that, that i don't know it's, it's kind of bittersweet you're right man i hadn't thought of it in those terms that i think yeah, that is kind of sad and a bummer because uh, it has kind of been an anchor, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like we don't know what TV shows are going to be good and bad, but we know for sure that like Vince Gilligan is going to put something out solid. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah I like I like what you said about Breaking Bad is a story of hubris and pride. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. And and it, it really is. um just so drastically different from Better Call Saul because um, Jimmy plays someone that really isn't prideful and has been humbled a lot kind of in his yeah. life. So, yeah, I think that's such a cool thing to have two main characters in a world and have them just be able to tell completely different human stories. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really impressive he didn't just like carbon copy Breaking Bad, but with yeah. Saul Goodman, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I could end it on a bummer note about <laughs> how we're yeah. saying goodbye to this universe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. unless we get young Mike, young Mike, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> coming to AMC next fall, young Mike, young it's, Mike. Just, it's just like a, like a multicam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> format of just like his happy home life whenever he was yeah. like in his thirties or something before it all went like horribly wrong. Yeah. It's just a multicam like comedy. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> just, you just get to see Mike happy for once, man. Wouldn't oh, that be something? Dude, happy. And Mike. the same guy plays him, but they just yeah. try to make him look younger. Yeah. No, yeah, it should be, it should be the same, same actor set like 30 years in the past. And it, it, he's like, like 20 years older than he was in breaking bad yeah <laughs> yeah that would be great that would be phenomenal don't even don't even try and cgi no don't even try no nope. we want to see the real mike no and if anything get a younger man's body but deep fake <laughs> the older actor's <laughs> face onto him yeah that's perfect uh, yeah that'll be that'll get green lit for like, sure all the other characters are constantly saying his age to make it even weirder like <laughs> yeah Man, aren't you glad you're 33? <laughs> yeah, well, man. Oh, what's it's your birthday? 33. <laughs> this may be this might be tough here in 20 years, but oh, yeah. you're 33 right now. Man, so. look at that wrinkle-less face. Yeah. It's just, so smooth. Yeah, everyone's Baby just like, like, what is happening? <laughs> this is why we do not write television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cuz we'd pitch that. Right. But, you know, but if, if we do, were getting paid, <laughs> if we were getting paid, it'd be via Patreon. Yeah. Oh. oh. So yeah, just friendly reminder, you can go to patreon.com slash why it's great and you can support both the YouTube channel and our podcast, The Professional Appreciators. If you are watching the clips on YouTube, hey, this actually wasn't the full discussion. You can go to the episode in the links below on Spotify and Apple and listen to our full discussion where you heard all of our amazing pitches for more Breaking Bad spinoffs. Yeah. Young Chuck. Yeah. Young Mike. Young Mike, Walter, young Walter Jr. Young Walt Jr. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you get all that great content if you listen to the full episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're listening via podcast, click the link in the description and you can go straight to the YouTube page. Shout out to Evan's dad for 
reminding me to put all the YouTube links. There you go. In the podcast feeds. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So now you have easy access to that. Yeah. So we don't have merch yet. Maybe one day. One of these days. One of these days. Hey, if you keep subscribing to our Patreon, it might incentivize us a little bit more. Do a little bit of merchy merch. Get a little merch. We'll have to think of uh, some uh, movie-themed article of clothing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe it won't be clothes. Maybe oh, it'll be something else. Maybe it'll be like stickers or... Pins. Pins. Hats. Maybe let's go old-fashioned. Beanies. Ba- baseball gloves. Ooh, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Here, get a professional appreciator customized. Get yourself a left-handed baseball glove. Uh, <laughs> left-handed? What? <laughs> it's all we could afford. Yeah, we're really targeting very specific people. Yeah. yeah. Left-handed baseball players. Yeah. That's what we Yeah, want. I looked at the metrics on our podcast, yeah. and that's what I was saying. It was just like 18 to 24-year-old males. Left-handed. Ba- left-handed baseball players. Shops for baseball. I was like, man, they really get like this personal really data. Really specific. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, let's not get off into yeah, tangent. Let's not, let's not get into like personal data. We'll save that for John Oliver. Yeah, we'll save it for that's him. That's not our forte. No. But uh, if you want to hear more of that nonsense... Uh, you can find it all at Professional Appreciators on Fireside or go to our Patreon, Why It's Great. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, until next week, see you later. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna, I don't know why, but I felt this overwhelming like urge to say keep it crispy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> keep it crispy. Yeah.